The following contest is a first round match in the Kings of Consoles tournament to determine the greatest game in the history of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Two games enter, only one can advance. Introducing first, the 77th Seed, a 1985 launch title developed and published by Nintendo itself, Dog Hunt! And its opponent, the 52nd Seed, a 1991 puzzle game from the HAL Corporation, Adventures of Lolo 3! Your ringside judges are Ricardo Giraldo and Pat Dooley. There's nothing left to say, but... Round one, fight! Welcome to episode one of the Kings of Consoles podcast. This is the podcast where we are going to find the actual Kings of Consoles, the best games released for every home video game console, one matchup at a time. I'm Pat Dooley. And I'm Ricky Duraldo. And each week on the show, we are going to take a look at two games. For this first season, we're going to take a look at the Nintendo Entertainment System, which I think, at least for me, was really my first exposure to video games at home. I played arcade games and stuff, and I guess both sets of grandparents had Ataris. Uh, but for a lot of our, you know, kind of gamer society, this is really where it started. Uh, so we figured this was a good place to start the podcast. So each week, we're going to take a look at two games for that console, compare them, and one will move on. Like the uh, boxing announcer you heard in the intro said, uh, we are going to find the king by virtue of a tournament. Uh, so we've got two games coming up here. Ricky, when I came to you with this idea, and you, it feels like you were on board pretty much right away, um, where where do you come from in the like NES ring? Was that, was that your first home console? So, to be honest, it was not my first console. I remember uh, a family member had it. Ah. And this was this is like a little bit. I think the Super Nintendo was already out, to be honest with you guys. But I just remember playing, going to the, my uh, my cousin's house and just playing the NES, not knowing at the time that which one was first or which <laughs> right. one was. Yeah, I didn't know that. But uh, man, I would, I remember playing NES like crazy because they had so many games. So, yeah. but it was it wasn't my first console, but. Well, listeners, this is that moment where I remember that I'm actually a few years older than Ricky, and his childhood True. memories were probably like me in middle school. Uh, I did have an NES. We um, uh, Way back in the day, boys and girls, uh, you used to have to go to a video store to rent games uh, if you didn't want to buy them outright. And we had a really cool local video store in Midland, Michigan called Video Sensations, which on a later episode, I'll talk a little bit more about why we stopped going there. But that was the first place we ever rented a Nintendo. So we got it home, playing Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, and I feel like we might have got Ghostbusters and Kung Fu, possibly Jaws nice. that first time. Um and this was like 1985. This was like right after it launched. So it was still, you know, pretty pricey. 
Uh, but it was also like the only stuff people had at home at that point was Atari. So this, you know, eight bit system was just blowing people's minds. You could have multiple colors on the screen at the same time. Uh, <laughs> so my, my little sister and I, every bit of allowance, every chore, every little bit of change and cash we could scrape together for months we just were like collecting in a jar and then we finally filled the jar and we took it all out and we you know rolled the coins and counted it all up and we had enough to go buy our own nintendo uh and we just kind of never looked back because <laughs> from there it was nintendo super nintendo uh, n64 gamecube like we were always a nintendo family uh we i I'm one of the people that actually had a Wii U. Uh, yeah, so did I. So. <laughs> there were some good games for Wii U. Underrated platform, but uh, probably a, a pain to try to program for. Yeah, I bet. But, but yeah. you know, it wasn't bad. No, yeah, there's there's definitely some fun stuff on there. I mean, Super Mario Maker alone is is probably worth the right worth the cost. Uh, but yeah, so that's like that's that was my jumping off point uh, for games. Um, so up until uh, last year, uh, I had another podcast called Every Movie Ever Asterisk, uh, where uh, each week I, or every other week I would talk about all the movies in my local video store because I actually still have a video rental store. It's not a video sensations. Um, but <laughs> Shout uh, out. My, my goal was I was trying to watch every movie in the entire store. That just got to be prohibitively difficult and time-consuming. But I really liked the idea of kind of a completionist podcast. And so the idea kind of came to me of like, what if I just go back and play like the video games from my youth? And like that sounds fun, but nobody wants to hear just one guy talk about video games for, you know, however many weeks we're going to be doing this season one will be 99 weeks, by the way. Um, <laughs> Ooh, we're so, ran here for a long one. That's right. That's right. And that's <laughs> just for Nintendo. So, so settle in folks. Uh, we'll try to make the, the voyage as unpainful as we can or painless is an actual word. I immediately thought of, of Ricky to, uh, to, to bring on board for a couple of reasons. One, he's just one of my best friends. Like he was a groomsman at my wedding. Like we've just been close for a really long time. Two, he knows a lot of stuff about video games. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, also, and Ricky, you're a, you're a co-host on on another podcast uh, that uh, deals with games and more. Yeah, so I'm in a podcast called Nerds in the City. And what we talk about, we talk about uh, news that is in our uh, video games and uh, movies and all in sorts of nerd culture. Uh, we also do movie reviews, and we also talk about places to go in, in Central Florida. Central Florida that's not the theme parks or not, <laughs> you know, the tourist places. There's a lot of places in Central Florida that you could go that doesn't involve Mickey Mouse, right? <laughs> right, or ET, or Shamu, or all those things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, nerds in the city. We still go it. Uh, new episode comes out every Tuesday. A little plug. Yeah, so you you get your Ricky fix twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, with uh, yep. <laughs> with Kings of Consoles launching. The seeds in this tournament were determined by IGN.com's list of the hundred greatest Nintendo games ever made. So we took those hundred games, put them in a single elimination tournament bracket based on their ranks in that list. So yep. 
So thank you, IGN. Yes, thank you, IGN, for doing most of the work for me. Uh, I just had yeah. to copy your list and paste it into a bracket maker. So two thumbs up. Yep. Uh, so we are talking about the 52nd best game of all time, according to that list, Adventures of Lolo 3, and the 77th, which is Duck Hunt. So why start with these games? It being kind of the launch of the podcast, I felt like it was probably appropriate to go with one of the games that launched the console. Um, and since Super Mario Brothers, spoiler alert, is seated 28th or higher, so it gets a first round buy. So we weren't going to talk about that until round two anyway. So we went yeah. with the game that was packaged with Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt is a 1984 light gun shooter game, uh, actually made by Nintendo. Uh, it was released in Japan a year before it came out here in the States. Uh, if you are trying to play it at home, if you've got an emulator or, you know, some other, you know, possibly less than legal means, or even if you still have your old Nintendo and cartridge and gun, it's not going to work on your HDTV. Nope, this, it is not. <laughs> that is that is us warning you in advance. If you're going to play along with the show, get yourself a CRT uh, TV, just because for some reason, I, I did some reading on it, but the science was beyond me. Something about the way light bounces off of the tube in a tube TV is how it recognizes the gunshots. Um, so it just doesn't work on a flat screen. Uh, so, Which is funny, because I have a story later later to tell when we actually talk about dog hunt so <laughs> oh well, there you go well i mean we might as well just jump right into it um okay. so was that one of the games that your cousin had that you used to play there yes it was actually i this, yeah that with mario was the second game i've ever played to be honest I same think, here uh, yeah it on was... the nes for sure yeah, it was it was packaged with the NES that we bought, so that was yes. yeah, and we had rented it before. Um, but yeah, Duck Hunt, um, you know, kind of a formative game for me. Like I, you know, we used to play a lot of it. Um, I was as a kid, I, the NES launched when I was three, so like you know, hand eye coordination is not so much a thing when you're three years old. Yeah. So I was not great at Duck Hunt, in all honesty. But my mom was really good. And so my Kim is my sister. Kim and I would just sit and watch mom play like for <laughs> hours. And like she would occasionally like, you know, let us hold the gun and, you know, try and shoot the dog after she shot the ducks or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah so I, was... I was really familiar with Duck Hunt, but it had probably been 20 plus years, maybe more like 30 since the last time I'd actually played it. Um, so this was kind of a fun walk down memory lane. I, I, I don't know, you know what the experience was like for you picking it back up again. So, so this is the, here's the thing. I haven't played it with the actual gun in so long and I still have it. So I did not. So in this test, I was not able to play it with the actual gun. <laughs> oh no. Well, did you have a, like kind of a point and click option? Yeah. Or... I had okay. like, uh, yeah, it was like, uh, it moved with the analog stick. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, I would imagine that would be a little kind of hard to aim. It was kind of cheating because I played it in a mouse with a mouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that is kind so of I was like, weird. So, yeah. <laughs> I well, played it two times. So I tried it with the mouse and I thought that was cheating. Mm -hmm. 
because I was like, this is, it's so like precise kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was very, it was very hard playing this game without the gun. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe it. Um, Cause that was actually something I found. I actually went to a used game store here in town and bought uh, a cart and a gun um it was like 30 bucks if you've got used game stores in town and they're not ripping you off um you know everything obviously is used and not in super great shape but you know it's 30 bucks to be able to play duck hunt again i actually kind of found it too easy yeah. uh, this time around which i mean obviously was your experience too because um because of the point and click but yeah maybe yeah maybe it was too easy i don't know <laughs> maybe I, I just feel like you know we've been playing much more difficult shooters for the last 35 years that maybe we've just evolved past duck hunt being a challenge. That's kind of sad. It makes me feel super old, but you know, we are, we kind of are. One thing I I didn't mention at the top, but in order to keep it fair and to keep the comparisons between the games fair is each week we're limiting ourselves to one hour of playtime with the games. So we played Duck Hunt for an hour, we played Lolo for an hour. In an hour, I... It was, like I said, this is almost too easy. It's really repetitive. Um, It kind of feels more like a proof of concept than an actual game. Like Nintendo proving, like, look what we can do with the system. It's not just arrow pads and buttons. It's kind of... It kind of reminded me of, like, Wii, Wii Sports. Or, like, where, like, those games are short games and they're testing the technology you could do with a Wii, yeah. uh, Wii remote or like yeah, uh, no, that's a Twitch game or this is just like that. That's I a thought. really good comparison. I hadn't thought about yeah. that, but I think you're right. It's, it's kind of just like showing what the hardware can do and, you know, selling some peripherals while they're at it. Cause like Wii sports had the, like the tennis racket and the golf club and yep. stuff you could buy. So in my hour, um, Actually, I was going to start talking about like how far I got, but let's let's save that for later. We'll talk about, you know, kind of compare who got farther in both and, you know, one of us will win. Um, okay. But uh, it just, I, I played it on, on all three modes. I did one duck mode until I got a game over. I did two duck mode until I got a game over. I did clay mode till I uh, got a game over, which by the way, clay mode, so much harder. Yeah. Than, than the duck I, I I remembered it being hard, but I didn't remember it being that hard. Uh, and then I still had some time left over after I had played through all three modes. So I went back and played one duck mode left-handed. Oh, uh, I did that. And do actually that. got a better score than I did right-handed. <laughs> I think because I was like having to think more about it and be more conscious of like, you know, muzzle control or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that was that would have that was weird. <laughs> I wasn't expecting. Wow, to be yeah, that's a good idea. Either. I should have done that. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, in all honesty, I was kind of bored at about the twenty twenty five minute mark. But yeah, no, I had dude. to play it for an hour. I was just like, kind of adding my own difficulty modifiers to it. So, so yeah, so I was. I'm the same. I did not play with a different hand, but I played modes over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. We have to make this hour part. <laughs> like, I yeah. didn't want to end it early. So, yes, I beat the... Well, I don't know if you want to say we beat the game, but I think both of us beat the game. 
I didn't actually beat the game. So that's, that's, uh, Oh, you did it. I didn't. No, no, I, um, yeah. And we'll get into it. We talk about the high scores, but I, I actually didn't make it all the way to level 99. Right. And then it starts with the, like the weird, like inverted version. Um, Actually, you know what? Then I don't think I beat the game. I think I just went to like, dang it. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I, I thought I had, but it turned out because I, I, after I was done, I hopped on Wikipedia to, you know, just spoiler alert. I didn't actually know it was released in 1984 in Japan and all of that. I looked it up. Uh, but while I was on there, it was like, it goes to level 99. I was like, oh, well, I thought I beat it at the level I made it to. But nope. Yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah, I did too. just ended. I think um, we I think we finished at the same place because I was like, oh, this is done. And I just turned it off. Yeah. Nope. Uh, so yeah, so we'll get to that in just a second, but let's talk about the competition. Uh, the number yeah. 52 game on the list, uh, which Entertainment Weekly gave an A in 1991 and picked as the number 10 greatest game available at the time, uh, Adventures of Lolo 3, which um, is another one that, as a child, I kind of hated Lolo. We had uh, we had the first three um because my mom's a huge puzzle gamer, so she played all of them. Uh, but I just, I was never any good at them. I always died super fast and just kind of like grew to hate them. Um, but so yeah, I have, I have strong memories of Lolo going back to childhood, especially the music. Uh, but I don't know. Is this something you had ever picked up before? No, this is the first time I've played it. So for those that are unfamiliar, uh, Lolo is a little blue puff ball with eyes and feet who um, basically gets around by pushing blocks Blocks. around to block different enemies. And there are several different kinds of enemies. There are worms that literally just sit where they are. Uh, I didn't look up any of these names, so forgive me. um, There are like the, do you remember the game Bubble Bobble? That's a game we're going to get into later in the series. Um, But the, it looks kind of like a pink version of the dragons from Bubble Bobble. It has these these different enemies that all, you know, some of them will shoot at you when you cross in front of them. There's a couple, there's one that looks kind of like Medusa and one that's like a little pink devil thing that if you walk in front of them, they will freeze you in place and shoot so you can't pass through their field of vision at all. And so the puzzles are all trying to find ways to block the things that yeah. kill you with either blocks or you can... Um, pick up items that will give you eggs that you can then use to shoot the easier villains and move them in place to block the harder villains so they can't shoot you. Yeah, there's um, like, like what was the devil thing? Did you mention the devil little guy? Yeah. It's yeah. like a little pink thing with horns that shoots yeah. knives at you. I hate that thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and there's like a gray armadillo that rolls around really fast and it's like a little hopping green frog thing. Um, yeah, and I think in later episodes there's like stone golems and stuff, but I didn't make far oh. enough to see them. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's a really it's a it's a cutesy kind of puzzle game that you know is really simple in its execution. But one of the notes I made is that it's really um, versatile. Like yeah. there's you know it's basically just push and shoot are the two things you do and you walk and you cross bridges or whatever but like that's that's all you're doing but there are just 
tons of unique puzzles and ways to use those different actions and you once you get past the first couple pretty easy levels you have to really like from the moment the level starts kind of have a game plan in place and then you're gonna fail five or six times uh trying to enact it because you will just you'll think you have it all set up and you're on easy street and then you take one wrong step and you realize you forgot to block off one of the medusas and you're dead and you have to start the whole thing over again which is really frustrating but as an adult i found it so much more rewarding than i did as a kid i, I don't know if that was your experience but i i actually had a, a surprisingly good time with this no yeah i uh so this game reminded me a lot of legend of zelda it's definitely i don't know for some reason it felt that way it also reminded me a little bit of Mega Man. I know it's weird, and I don't know how it, but because you're you're blasting stuff as yeah. well. And then Zelda, because it's got like the top-down look, yeah, and so then you you're solving puzzles in a dungeon. Yeah, I could I could yeah. see both of those. I didn't really know the story. I don't know if I needed to know it because of the first and second game. I just know these two circles <laughs> <laughs> right. liked each other, I guess, and they wanted to. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the story, according to Wikipedia, is that Lolo and Lala, that's his pink counterpart, are enjoying yeah. some time together when the great king of Egerland's son and heir throws a potion on all of Lolo and Lala's friends, turning them to stone. Lolo and Lala return home to see the damage that the great king's son and heir has done and embark on a quest to stop him and return their friends to normal. So, I mean, that's basically just, you know... Because games have to have a premise. <laughs> That's just the right. thing they tacked onto it to give them an excuse to go through, you know, dungeon after dungeon, solving puzzle after puzzle. But yeah, you didn't miss anything by not having played the first two. Okay. And this is actually only the second game in Japan. This game is actually called The Adventures of Lolo 2 there because the first Lolo was a U.S. exclusive. There was uh. no Lolo 1 in Japan. Lolo 2 was Lolo 1 and Lolo 3 was Lolo 2. Because why would things make sense? Uh, so <laughs> Interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. And what I think was really interesting is you were talking about how you had a Super Nintendo and you like you didn't, you know, realize the time frame. This game yeah. actually came out the same year that the Super NES launched, nineteen ninety one. Okay, so it was like one of the last games you could probably get for yeah. NES. So the yeah, so the NES continued making games until ninety four, but they like severely cut back on the number they were making uh, i think wario's woods was the last one uh, and i'm sure somebody will correct me if i'm wrong um but uh yeah 1991 was the year that the super nes came out so this is like really kind of testing the limits of you know kind of the complexity that the 8-bit system could do before moving on to the the 16-bit and i i this i mean i think this would have worked just as well as a super nes game the graphics yeah i think it, it looked better, great but... I would have loved to have seen this series move on. Like, how fun would a Switch Lolo be? Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, like, a next-gen or a Switch version, I think it would work fine. But I'm surprised we didn't get it, like, on a 3DS or DS or yeah. Game Boy. Even. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, we probably did get it a Game I don't know, but... Yeah, I, I, I don't really know. I just know. I don't think there's been a new one. I think this was the last of, like, the main series... Lolo games, which is kind of sad. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about high scores. We've talked about both games uh, before we start getting into the uh, you know hashing it out about who's going to actually win. Um, let's let's talk about where we got. So in Duck Hunt, 
we both thought we'd beat the game only to learn later we didn't uh we did it did do you know what level you made it to i be, i i think i stopped at 50 i thought oh it wow <laughs> okay yeah. yeah so you made it significantly farther than i did yeah um, well, remember i had a, what the first time i had a mouse that's true so. That's true. This is true. Uh, I made it to level 21 on one duck mode, right-handed and left-handed. I ran out of time left-handed, um, but I was I was still going past level, round 21 left-handed when the timer expired. So I don't know how far I would have made it. Uh, level 23 on two duck mode and only level 9 on clay mode. Clay mode, yeah. Clay mode, I made it to like 12. That was insane. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Okay, so you win Duck Hunt. So, for those of you keeping score at home, that is one to nothing. Uh, how about Lolo 3? How far did you make it? Alright, I went to level 7, room 6. How did you do that in an hour? I don't know, did dude. You... I, I, just, I just went for it. I did just... you Did you go, did you do like 1, 2, 3, or did you go... Because I only oh, yeah. made it to, because I like I did Wait, all of level it. one, I did all of level two, and then I only made it to room nine and level three before I ran out of time. I don't know. I think I think I found some power ups. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you got like the, know... the key and the, the whatever the thing yeah. that lets you make the rainbow bridge over. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. definitely did that. Yeah. Wow. Good. Okay. The last thing I did was I fought this giant green thing <laughs> it looked like a giant jigglypuff okay yeah so yeah i remember that from childhood but i did not make it that far so wow okay so we're learning early on ricky is better at games than i am <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> at least Dude, trust me this was i died so many times but i'm just like you know what? Go for it. and also i didn't like i try not to grab like a lot of things because i wanted to so just went through it you're just kind of speeding through okay yeah so i sense. probably missed a whole bunch of stuff but i don't know oh there is one other thing i made a note of that this kind of reminded me of uh it's literally six game uh six words uh in one of my bullet points in my notes old nes games were so hard so hard in italics um i died so many times on this uh yeah but it was really I, fun yeah it was good i liked it I liked so it a lot. We're going to get into, we're going to pick a winner here in just a second, but just to set the stage, the winner will move on to face RC Pro-Am, which is a game I remember fondly from childhood, but haven't played since childhood. Uh, that's our, that's the 13th seed according to IGN. Uh, so when we get to round two, we all have that to look forward to. Um, so I guess it's time to, to pick a winner. Uh, going forward, yeah. we're going to start putting polls on social media to get your guys input um i did kind of ask around a few people just to kind of get basically as a tiebreaker uh in case ricky and i cannot agree <laughs> on who wins um we will we will use your votes to determine the winner but based on the conversation i kind of think we might agree on this one i think so too man i what think did, so too <laughs> what did what did you pick did you go chalk or did you go with the underdog i'm going with the underdog man lolo i think for me i think lolo was I did not expect to like it. I had no idea what it was. And Dunk Hunt is a classic. But I enjoyed this one way better. I did too. Like yeah. Duck Hunt, like I Duck Hunt is one of those Oh man. 
I'm a cinema uh, broadcast and cinematic arts degree. Like I'm a huge movie nerd, and all of my fellow movie nerds are gonna hate me for saying this, but Duck Hunt reminded me of Citizen Kane a little bit. Like <laughs> I get why it's significant. Like it's great and it's important, and it paved the way for a lot of stuff that came after it. And without it, there probably wouldn't be a whole lot of stuff that I really love today. But <laughs> as a standalone, I just, when I'm watching Citizen Kane, I'd rather be watching Casablanca. And you know what I, it is, too? Sorry, keep going. <laughs> well, and I was going to say, and when, I'm, when I play Duck Hunt, I really just kind of wanted to get back to Lolo. <laughs> yeah, what, what I think is that we're so, we're so used to playing Duck Hunt with Mario. Like, yeah. that was the combo. And that game alone, Duck Hunt, it felt, I don't know, it felt like a mini game, not a full game. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, I'm trying to think of the closest analog recently, and the thing that I keep coming back to is the orange box um, yep. and Portal, and how that was just kind of a, an a extra joke. thing that was tagged on to go with. Uh, Team Fortress and Half Life, um, and but then wound up kind of taking on a life of its own because it was great in its own right. Um, but I don't think Duck Hunt reaches that level of what Portal does. It's a it's a great tech demo, but after playing it for an hour, like I'm good on Duck Hunt for a while, <laughs> right? And that's the thing too. Like I wish I had the gun, but then it's I feel like it wouldn't have changed anything i don't know I, it's like it was fun like the there's a sound that that there's like a kachung noise that the gun makes when you yeah, it's, it's all so, like spring-loaded plastic and it, it makes, is plastic like duck, 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 duck. yeah it's like <laughs> a very distinctive satisfying sound every time you pull the trigger on the light zapper which is awesome but uh yeah i just i i don't feel like uh, that's enough <laughs> for me after having played Lolo, uh, which I just like seven year old me right now is screaming. Or I guess nine year old me is screaming that I picked Lolo over Duck Hunt. But <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope the listeners aren't too mad at us. Yeah, I was say because it was unanimous. The yeah. people that I asked, literally every single one picked Duck Hunt. But I. I bet if they both if they went back and played both, they would agree with us. It's I just I think Lolo Three is a better game, yeah. and honestly, I've played the first. You know, I've I've played ahead a little bit. I played the first few episodes worth of games, and if it's not my favorite so far, it's right up there, which is just kind of mind blowing. That you know, Lolo may be poised to go on a run. This could be a Cinderella story. <laughs> oh man, could Lolo be the best game? For the NES. <laughs> well, I, I think, think so. I, I was going to say, I, I think, think so. uh, <laughs> like, I there's a few coming up. Like, I've looked ahead at the brackets because I've made them. Um, but there are, I, I mean, you know, we got some it, good ones it's got up. stiff competition. Like, it's, you know, can anything beat Super Mario Brothers 3 or Mega Man 2? Or, like, I mean, there's just some great Zelda, Zelda Metroid, yeah. Castlevania. Like, there are some great games coming up. Um, that I'm super excited about. Uh, speaking of which, on the next episode... Oh, so do we want to officially... I don't, I don't think we've officially said Adventures of Lolo 3 is our winner. 
But congratulations, Lolo. Yes. You're moving on. If you had arms, I would raise them in victory. Um, so if you want to follow along at home, the brackets are posted online at challenge.com. That's C-H-A-L-L-O-N-G-E dot com slash kings of consoles. Um, the whole bracket is set up there. Uh, we'll release a new episode every Thursday. The following Thursday, I'll go in and move, just to not spoil it in case you haven't had a chance to listen to the previous week's episode yet, I won't move the winner into the next round on the bracket until the next episode posts. So you don't have to worry about being spoiled if you want to look ahead. Uh, so I guess all that's left is to talk about next week's matchup, oh, where yeah, we are going to be talking about another launch title for the NES in the States, which is number 62, Kung Fu. And it will be taking on number 67, Kicks, which I spelled Q-I-X. I had to look up to see how it's actually pronounced. It is Kicks, not Quicks. Um, yeah, I, and, I didn't think it was Quicks. <laughs> and Ricky and I have uh, have talked a little bit about, in advance about these games, and I don't think that's a conversation you're going to want to miss. No, uh, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So you can follow the show, facebook.com slash kings of consoles. We are at kings of consoles on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, listen to Nerds in the City every Tuesday. Uh, Ricky, how can people follow you personally? Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter, uh, bars45, B A R C E 45. And yeah. Yep. And I am at loopy date, L O O P Y D A T E. So <laughs> that, that is pretty much everything we've got this week is there anything else you want to add anything else you want to plug uh before we uh we say goodbye to the folks no we're pretty much there uh just play old games man it's yeah. been fun doing this it's They're great and yeah. we've got we've got like i said we've got 98 more matchups to go before we crown a champion so stick with us if uh if there's games that you're super excited to hear about you know look at the brackets if you want to start you know start campaigning for your favorites now if you are a you know kid nikki radical ninja fanboy and you want to start you know you want to get that worm in our ears that it's better than demon sword we're not going to get to that for several weeks but you know start the ball rolling man you know tell us about the 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 relative uh benefits of uh little nemo the dream master like why should we pick it over maniac mansion uh, let's just let's get a let's get a conversation started. Uh, we'll talk to you guys on social uh, throughout the week, uh, and you'll hear us next week when we talk about kung fu and kicks. Kings of Consoles is recorded in Nashville and Orlando, and is produced and edited by me, Patty. Thanks to Captain Portal for our theme song, intro for a non-existent video game, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org. And the music and sound effects for this week's games can be found by the quick and this and every episode are our own, and we are in no way sponsored by Oregon.